Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's ham radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number 15. 2013 Young Ham of the Year, Patrick Lissandru, KC9, UUS, recorded live on Thursday, May 26, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight on the show, the 2013 Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year, Patrick Lissandru, KC9UUS, stops by to talk about life since the award, including his internship at SpaceX, preparing a satellite at Cornell, and his studies, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week on the show, we had a great time on the road trip to Dayton. Several people stopped by the Spring Hill Suites meeting room to hear the show broadcast live, and we were able to convince several to come on the show. We also checked in with some friends at various locations in the area reporting on what was happening. We gave away some stuff and showed off the new Ham Talk Live shirts. And it was so much fun. It went over so well. We're already working on doing it bigger and better next year. And if you missed that show, you can download it at any time at hamtalklive.com or on Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn, or YouTube. Tonight, we want to take your calls, as we always do. So in just a few minutes, be ready to call in. You can call us on Skype at the username HamTalkLive, or by telephone, the number is 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. You can also send a question via Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive. HamTalkLive shirts are still available. That's uh, going through May 31st for $20. Uh, Go to our Facebook page, Twitter feed, or the show schedule page on HamTalkLive.com for a link to the online store to order. We had several people wearing them at Hamvention, and they're very comfy. So if you'd like one, go to the link at the... uh, online store and order we'll make an order every few months so check there often if you do miss this first round of ordering 
Today I'm home in Bloomington recovering from missing school for two days due to hamvention and uh, all the running around in Dayton. Uh, it was a very busy week. Contest University on Thursday was a great experience as always, uh, as it was for uh, some of my uh, high school students that were able to go. And um, my assistant sponsor for the school club, uh, doing, uh, doing the show on Thursday night, uh, this show uh, was very fun. And thanks again to Ryan Cutshaw, KD9DAB, and his father Rex for helping out with the setup and greeting people. And thanks to Nick Bauer, KC9GZY, for managing all the calls that came in and making things run smoothly. Uh, then Friday was the instructors forum where the younger sister of tonight's guest uh, spoke about getting more women into ham radio. And then uh, Ryan uh, helped me uh, set up. He uh, was able to operate W8D for the first time as a general. He got his upgrade and uh, got to use the ICOM 7851, a full legal limit amplifier, and a hex beam. Thanks to the support of so many manufacturers and dealers, uh, ICOM, Yezu, Kenwood, Array Solutions, Gigaparts, Radio Waves, and Heil Sound, just to name a few. Um, Saturday was the Youth Forum, and I ended up on video recording duty this year for that. Uh, Maria was recognized there for her talk on Friday, and 11 young people shared their stories about ham radio. And then the afternoon, I was able to get on W8D and use the Kenwood TS990 for an hour or so and, and try that out. First time I ever got a chance to play with one of those. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, did a little bit of shopping and then stopped by the Voice of America Museum on the way home. They had a great turnout for that. So uh, shout out to the uh, Westchester Amateur Radio uh, Club for putting that on. And uh, then it was time to get home, throw everything in the house, and, and start working on final exams and finish grading. And I finally finished last night about 10.30. So um, after some rest, it'll be time to get ready for a transmitter hunt for the school. Uh, we'll be doing that next week. And then field day will be coming up and some repeater work coming up that's long overdue now that I have some time to do it. So... That's uh, what's coming up uh, for me. Well, three years ago, Maria's brother, Patrick, was a speaker at the Youth Forum. And uh, there he shared about his de-expedition to Cyprus. And after that presentation, he was featured in QST. He uh, authored an article, won the Cover Plaque Award, won Amateur Radio Newsline, uh, Young Ham of the Year Award, the ARRL Goldfarb Scholarship, and the ARRL Hiram Percy Maxim Award. He graduated from Bloomington High School South and went to Cornell University to study physics and engineering and got involved with a satellite build there, uh, which did involve the amateur radio club due to the telemetry that needed to be sent back. And he found himself interning uh, during the summers with SpaceX. And so next, Patrick will join us to tell us all about those things and more and take your calls right after this word from Tower Electronics, right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest, but you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 925 2973. 
Stock up on those supplies like PL259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Oh yeah, you're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. We'd like to thank Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight so we can bring you Ham Talk Live. If you call Scott or Jill in the next 30 minutes and place an order and mention Ham Talk Live, you'll get the same great deal as everybody else. Hey, you can visit them at the Princeton, Illinois Ham Fest on June 5th. They're also coming soon to Newberry, Michigan, Monroe, Michigan, and Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Or just call them, 920-435-2973, or visit pl-259.com. Be sure to listen every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can download the podcast from the website and most popular podcasting websites. Patrick Lissandru, KC9UUS, is a 19-year-old and just finished his sophomore year at Cornell University. He has an extra class amateur radio license and has been a ham for about four and a half years. Uh, He's a former student of mine at Bloomington High School South, where he was president of the Amateur Radio Club, very active in the solar racing program there. Patrick's entire family became hams. His mother, Carolyn, KC9URR, is the assistant sponsor of the Bloomington South Club and is an avid DXer. His father, Plato, is KC9VIL. And um, we'd like to wish Plato a happy birthday today, by the way. Um, his older sister, Helena, is KC9VIM. She is attending Purdue University studying biology and is uh, doing a summer program um, in medicine at uh, the Ohio State University this summer. And younger sister, Maria, is KD9BUS, and she will be a senior next year at Bloomington High School South. Patrick is a past Hamvention Youth Forum speaker leader of the expedition to Cyprus, QST author, the winner of the ARRL Hiram Percy Maxim Award and the Goldfarb Scholarship, and the 2013 Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year. Patrick's main interest has been making and inventing. He created his own electrical laboratory at home and started building. Now he's building even bigger and better things, like satellites and projects for SpaceX. He just made it home from Cornell yesterday and leaves for his summer internship there in a few days. So we were lucky enough to squeeze in an interview while he's home. So, Patrick, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Thank you very much, Mr. App. Yeah. So, so real quick before before we uh, we get too deep into this, we we want to wish Plato a happy birthday. He was with us this weekend. And um, so we want to do that. So so go ahead and, and, and we'll get that in. Okay. So go ahead. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so happy birthday to Plato. Um, <laughs> beloved father. Uh, he's in the room next to me. I don't know if he can hear me. But uh, we're going to have dinner tonight with him. 
Um, so we're going to celebrate that. But yeah, so the uh, whole family is a ham family, um, including the dad. Um, so, but yeah. yeah. So I'm home to, for... We had sorry. to get that in. Go No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you're home yeah, for so three days? Yeah, so I'm home for three days. Um, unfortunately, I could not go to Dayton this year um, uh, or last year. Uh, finals are pretty much right after Dayton, so just no way for me to go. Um, that's unfortunate. I, I really miss it, um, especially the uh, flea market. Um, but <laughs> so, yeah, that was unfortunate. But Now, now I do understand that uh, that after uh, we got done on, on Friday, your mom said, I have to go take care of Padraig's shopping list. <laughs> so you had you you sent your mom a shopping list for the flea market at Dayton. Yeah, I did. Um, well, I, I sent her a list of things to just look at. Um, so one of the biggest things for me was uh, Michael Osman of Great Scott Gadgets. I wanted her to go talk to him. He's got a really cool product, the Hack RF, uh, basically a small software-defined radio um, with some really mad specs. Um, very very cool board, kind of expensive. But I'm looking for that as maybe a birthday or Christmas present. Um, definitely need to get into um, using GNU Radio and, and, and SDRs. I also asked her to go look at, see if they had any like photovoltaic cells, uh, just for my own experimentation. Um, I think a couple other parts. I, I couldn't, I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, uh, I, always, I always give her a list. Um, it's very hard to find a specific thing um, at the Hamvention. Um, but, uh, it's always, you know, it's, it's worth the, it's worth the look. So, well, what they always say about Hamvention is if you can't find it at Dayton, it doesn't exist. And that's probably true. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad, uh, glad she was able to, to take care of some of that, uh, in your absence. So, um, tell us about, um, the Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award and how, uh, that has impacted what you do and what that's meant to you. Absolutely. So the Young Ham of the Year Award um, was given to me in 2013 in Huntsville, Alabama at the um, the Huntsville Ham Fest, which is also a great ham fest for, um, you know, flea market. Um, but uh, anyways, it's, yeah, it's been a, you know, it, it's a wonderful award. Um, it really promotes um, technology and youth. Um, I feel, I felt, you know, very supported by that award. I'm very uh, grateful for it. Um, and one of the greatest outcomes that, um, up from that is just networking in general. I, I, I met a lot of really, really nice and cool people. Um, so Don Wilbanks, I met him out of that. Um, I also met, uh, Scott Wright out of that. Uh, I met a, a ton of really great hams. Uh, Emmett Hohenzie, um, of Radio Waves. Uh, I met a, you know, a, a ton of really great people and there's just so many names I'm not listing, um, that I can't think of at the moment, but th- I mean, that's definitely one of the greatest outcomes. Um, and you know, it's an amazing award that they really, they really do support, um, uh, young amateurs, um, a- and their journey into the technology world. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great thing. And the nominating period is open now until, um, June 30th. So, um, arnewsline.org is the, uh, web address and click on the Y H O T Y tab, or as I like to call it, the Yahoody tab. Don and I had a show. We talked about the 
the Yehudi thing. And we talked about TLAs too, which you're the one who introduced <laughs> me to the, the TLA, oh, TLA. Really? Yeah. So the TLAs, uh, engineering, the engineering world is full of TLAs and FLAs, which are three letter acronyms and four letter acronyms. And that's just an acronym for acronyms. And, uh, that was another friend of mine at Cornell actually, uh, told me that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we love using that, uh, just as a joke, but yeah. So Yehudi is a five letter acronym. It, it, it It's even better. <laughs> So anyway, that's there. So uh, that's one of the reasons we have uh, Patrick on tonight is is to promote that award. So um, get your nominations in. Again, arnewsline.org and click on the Yehudi tab. So um, <clears throat> tell us about what you've been doing with the Amateur Radio Club at Cornell and how you got involved with Violet the satellite and your part in building that. Absolutely. So uh, my involvement of those two programs were actually totally separate um, at the beginning. Um, it, you know, it was the W2CXM Amateur Radio Club of Cornell, one of the oldest clubs. I think it's 101 years old right now. Um, it used to be, or it was for a very long time, a graduate student club. Um, and the advisor for it asked me to sort of go through the process of making it an undergraduate club because um, there's a lot of interest from undergraduate students. So that was my one of my, you know, the big big goals I had for freshman year. And so I did that. And now there's a number of, of uh, undergraduate um, members. Um, and, then I, and then a separate thing that I joined was the um, Space Systems Design Studio. Um, and I joined Project Violet, which... Um, is a nanosatellite, so approximately 0.5 meters cubed, um, so significantly larger than your normal CubeSat. Um, and we can't use, we couldn't use any uh, CubeSat um, hardware, um, which is significantly cheaper than pretty much any other satellite hardware you could get. So all of the PCBs are in-house. Um, so we we do have a, a couple COTS components, but uh, primarily COTS is uh, another is a four-letter acronym. It means commercial off the shelf. Um, and so we have a couple components, um, like a gyroscope that we use, a magnetometer, um, and then the spectrometer, which is why it's actually called violet. Um, we wanted to look at, um, that at the upper earth atmosphere, basically viewing the sun through the top layer of our atmosphere. Um, but the primary goal of violet was to be a technology demonstration of these new sort of, um, miniaturized actuators called control moment gyroscopes. So they're basically just uh, the, the uh, International Space Station uses these, um, as well as a couple other um, telescope satellites. But uh, that's the primary goal is to demonstrate those as well as the algorithms, the steering algorithms. So that's attitude control systems uh, mission, pretty much. Um, and so basically what we do is just uh, slew the satellite in our in low Earth orbit and demonstrate these steering laws, their efficiencies, and then get the data down to ground. So that's that's the basis of Violet, um, and so I joined Violet as the lead of telemetry and command. So basically, I had to deal with all RF communication, um, all the radio communication, um, and so I sort of joined those two clubs, WCCXM and Violet, and in an effort to get a ground station, a satellite ground station developed. Um, so that happened. Um, so now we have a wonderful um, azimuth uh, elevation ro- rotator system on the top of Barton Hall on Cornell campus. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, um, all of the peripheral equipment that would be required. So we do all the, 
um, satellite comm through a TS-2000. Um, but I remain, I've been remaining kind of hands-off on that part. Um, I gave the ground station lead um, you know, his responsibilities, let him do all that stuff. And so this semester I sort of moved on from my telemetry and command position. Um, I've been doing a lot of power work and other uh, electronics debugging. I'm really a huge electronics guy in general, um, so I, I wanted to sort of get some more experience with uh, other stuff like um, a custom PCB fab uh, debugging um, and, you know, just in general, uh, the electronics that might go in a satellite. So this semester I, lurked, uh, I worked a lot on um, the, the photovoltaic system, charging system, state of charge algorithm, um, inhibit system, which pretty, mean, pretty much means when we, need, we want to turn on the satellite, um, use these latching relays, um, and a bunch of other uh, power systems. That, that's been my main focus for the last two semesters. Um, I've also been doing a ton of telemetry, so um, a lot of the RF stuff was sort of finished and, and, and good when I came in, but there was a lot of there were a lot of um, packet structure issues, so I worked on a lot of debugging with that. Um, a lot of CRC problems, um, checksum, like whenever you send a packet, you need to uh, basically uh, do a checksum or just check that the, the packet is, is real and, you know, okay. Um, so I did a lot of that debugging. But I've been, you know, kind of hopping around subsystems. So our, our team is, is made of like a, I think 11 different subsystems. So, we, you know, structures, CDH, which is command and data handling, um, attitude control, um, power, TNC, telemetry and command, and a couple other ones. And so most of my work has been on power, telemetry and command, and I've just recently gotten really into attitude control systems. Um, and that's sort of my new, my new obsession right now with, uh, in terms of electronics is, is control systems. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really in love with spacecraft. Um, and so I, I found a great way to k- kind of connect those two, uh, amateur radio and spacecraft. And so now I'm just sort of taken off, if you will, and, um, and sort of exploring the, the whole realm of, um, of technology in space. And, and it's really a beautiful thing. And I think that there's going to be a huge, um, explosion, um, of, of sort of ex- space exploration in the next uh, couple of years. Everything's getting cheaper now, um, as, as you might see with, um, launch vehicles, uh, um, and especially the Falcon 9 uh, being able to be returned, that pretty much lobs off uh, $30 million um, straight, off, straight off the launch cost, and that's a pretty astounding thing. So um, I, I think more uh, youngsters that are into ham radio uh, will have the chance to get into space just since it's you know, getting cheaper and cheaper. And uh, a lot of schools are, are doing you know, CubeSat programs now, and a lot of uh, space competitions, they're hosting them. So um, if anybody's interested, you know, they can email me and see, uh, I don't know, just ask about opportunities. But um, yeah, certainly space has been kind of the, my biggest or my my highest obsession. Yeah, um, now that, that leads us right into the, the next thing. So uh, last summer you were able to land an internship with uh, SpaceX and um, I actually got to visit you for a short time down there at Cape Canaveral. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you did down at Cape Canaveral and then what you're getting ready to do here in a few days uh, for this summer. Certainly. So um, with all the work that I sort of did on Violet, um, I sort of grabbed attention of a recruiter um, and uh, landed an interview um, and so the first interview actually was in headquarters, 
Um, and it was for a co-op, which means I had to take off a semester. And I ended up just turning that down because I was unable to do that um, early on in my education. So I did a second interview for Cape Canaveral, and that's one of their other sites, which, of course, they do the, uh, most of their launches from. Uh, they have one launch site in Vandenberg, but primarily um, SLC 40, Space Launch Complex 40 in Cape Canaveral. Um, and so I, I got hired as a launch intern um, among 17 other kids. Um, and my more specific job was um, instrumentation and range intern. So I, I pretty much worked on a lot of the instrumentation, um, all the electronics underneath the bay. Uh, I actually worked on SLC 39A, which is uh, Complex 39A, which is where uh, all the um, – Apollo missions launched from, and, and roughly half of the shuttle missions launched from. NASA just leased, leased it to SpaceX for their new Falcon Heavy vehicle. Um, the launch pad will also uh, uh, you know, launch Falcon 9s, but it's, it was primarily developed for Falcon Heavy. So I, did a, I worked on a lot of the electronic systems down there, um, a couple different RF systems, but uh, yeah, a lot of uh, data acquisition, instrumentation, stuff like that. Um, and you know, I had a specific project I worked on... Um, which was really, really fun. Um, I won't talk too much about it. might be a little boring for you. <laughs> but uh, it was really great working there. Uh, I had a lot of you know, one-on-one time with my, with my boss, who's a manager of, of um, kind of electrical engineering on the pad. A uh, really great guy. Um, and the people there are just you know, really passionate um, and really knowledgeable. So that was, that was a, an incredibly fun internship. I got to drive around. The Air Force Base all day, you know, I got to look at other launch pads. I got to watch rocket launches. Um, and so uh, it was a great experience. Very, very fun summer. And picked up surfing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people there uh, go surfing. And so I just sort of hopped on. Uh, I, got a, I, I rented a board for a while. Um, incredibly fun. Uh, but I, I was surfing on Cocoa Beach, which is sort of the best place if you want a shark bite. Um, and so there were, I had a couple experiences where, where, um, I, I would see sharks just a couple feet away from me. Uh, one time I had a little, a baby shark, uh, hit me in the leg, just swam right into me. Uh, but you know, it was a, it was a really great experience. A lot of fun surfing. Totally recommend great, great, great way to get out there. So. All right. Now, well, now you're on the way to the other end of the, the continent. So tell us what's, what's coming up this summer. Absolutely. So, um, I was in Cape Canaveral last summer, and this summer I interviewed and got a position in um, Hawthorne, California, which is uh, in basically right outside right outside uh, Los Angeles. It's the headquarters of SpaceX, um, and so I will be working as an avionics intern on uh, Dragon. And Dragon is the spacecraft that um, goes on top uh, on top of the Falcon Nine. It does all of the CRS, the cargo resupply missions. Um, to the International Space Station. And in 2017 um, and 2018, uh, the Dragon capsule will be flying our um, astronauts, our very own astronauts. We don't have to use the Russians anymore for that. Um, And so there's a a great deal of patriotism there. Um, And so I'm very excited to be working on that. Um, I can't really give any more specifics, uh, mostly because I I don't really have any more specifics myself. But... um, as far as I know right now, avionics and the, the Dragon vehicle. So uh, I'm incredibly excited. I've never been to California before. 
hopefully I'll get some more surfing in, um, maybe get a little sun, <laughs> but it uh, should be a fun summer. should be a very fun one. Well, it sounds like a, a great opportunity for you, and uh, couldn't be more proud that uh, you're able to do that. Hey, it's time uh, for us to take our final break, but we'll be back with more with Patrick Lissandru, KC9 UUS, right after this message from The Ham Station. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by The Ham Station. For 35 years, The Ham Station has brought new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to the amateur radio community. Give Jeff or Dan a call at 1-800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Hamstation carries all the major brands like Icom, Yaesu, and Kenwood. Shop from a wide selection of radio scanners, MFG accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. CQ, CQ, CQ. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. The Ham Station has you covered for both new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. Be sure to listen to the show every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on hamtalklive.com. Also check out our Facebook page and Twitter feed. Just search for Ham Talk Live. Well, we finally uh, reached the time for your calls, and I, I see here that we've had a couple of people trying to call. Uh, so now's the time. So give us a call um, on Skype at Ham Talk Live, or if Skype isn't your thing, call 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. And uh, give us a call, and we'll take your questions uh, here uh, with uh, Patrick Lissandru, KC9UUS. And I'm going to wait just a second here. I saw that there was a Dexter... Moore, I believe, that was calling. So hopefully he'll give us a call back here. We couldn't do that in the middle of the show. Yep, there he is. So we'll connect with Dexter here. How are you? Are you there? Good. Thank you for giving us a call. On the live feed is very low um yes i'm i'm here your audio on the live feed was very low um mm, Pat, okay. Pat, yeah patrick patrick was fine your audio was low over well okay uh looks okay on this end so i will dig around and try to find what's going on with that um because i don't see anything here but we'll give it a try uh, did you have a, a question for uh, for Patrick? No, I didn't. Uh, just letting you know. Uh, oh, okay. Very good. Well, thanks for letting me know. I'll uh, I'll check into that and see what's going on with that. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. I'm going to sign off now. All right. Take care. Eight one two net ham one. Eight one two net ham one or eight one two. 
638-4261, the number to call, or you can Skype us at HamTalkLive, and uh, we'll see if we get another call here. Um, let's see here. Oh, we have a message here from Troy. You remember Troy from Illinois? Good to hear you, he says. Uh, Troy Simpson over at Glenn Raymond School over in Illinois. Um, Patrick, uh, what would you tell um, aspiring young hams out there that that are working on, you know, still finishing up um, uh, middle school, high school, maybe even elementary school? What would what would your um, what would you say to those uh, hams that are that are looking to um, study more beyond uh, high school? Um, all right, so uh, definitely, you know, go and and get your license. Um, try and go as high as possible. I think uh, that sort of will bring you as much knowledge, uh, especially if you're passionate about the hobby. Um, I would also definitely study electronics on your own. Um, time because uh, you know ham radio is inherently tied to electronics um, um everything is, is electrical it's you know um based uh based purely on you know lcs and um i, I would just study study electronics and, and even start building um a, a great book uh, a great couple of a series of books that got me into the hobby um were the forest mims engineer notebooks they have a, a tons of, of, of examples of like 555 circuits and op-amp circuits that really teach you um, the basics of electronics um, and using, um, uh, you know, and analog circuitry. So I, I, w- I would, you know, get passionate about it, uh, What maybe watch some YouTube videos of, of, of people in their homebrew projects. Um, that's definitely something that motivated me is like watching people um, kind of build something from nothing and then have it, you know, work and, and, and do a really cool thing. So, uh, building a transmitter is, is amazing. You know, you, you just have like this pile of, of, of like carbon and silicon, um, and then you solder it together and you end up creating something that can talk to somebody halfway across the world. I mean, that's amazing. Um, and you really don't feel that until you've sort of done it. Um, and so and, until you've built it and once you've built it, it's kind of the most amazing feeling. I think there's a great Nikola Tesla quote, that says there's there's nothing greater than the feeling that or there's nothing greater than the uh, the inventor who sees a creation of their mind come to be. Uh, I'm super paraphrasing, um, but I'll look that quote up too. Um, just you know, the internet is a great um, a great resource. Um, pretty much everything you could possibly want to learn is on the internet. Um, and so th- that's what I would say is just kind of teach yourself. I mean, if you're passionate about something. Um, there, there should be no barriers there for you and you, and you should try and ba- break them down. Um, and so that's, you know, that's what I did in high school is I sort of, uh, asked for a soldering iron for my birthday. I, um, I got that and I started taking apart stuff, just even, uh, televisions, old cathode ray tube stuff. Um, you gotta be really careful because sometimes they have, uh, some capacitance that'll shock you. But um, take apart stuff safely, you know, and then use those, you know, parts in like the TV or the microwave or whatever it might be to build a project and, and then just build one thing and then, and then you'll really realize how cool it is. Um, but beyond that, I mean, you know, I guess try to educate yourself as much as possible. Um, and it's great, you know, go to a school, you know, uh, to learn uh, just at college or a couple year program. 
um, definitely teach you a ton. And I think understanding and, and being able to build and design electronics is an incredibly valuable tool. And, and we see that its value is, is skyrocketing um, uh, it, as time goes on. So, and you had um, an opportunity to go to several summer programs that um, had some pretty cool science to them. Oh, um, yeah. So there's a ton of, there are a ton of summer programs that are totally free. So um, I'm going to give a shout out to the people at Michigan State University. There's a Physics of Atomic Nuclei PAN program. Look it up. Totally free program. You basically will learn about atomic nuclei and the nucleosynthesis. So pretty much um, how a, stunt, a, a star will, will generate you know, nuclei up to iron. And then once it explodes, it'll, it, um, there's enough sort of activation energy to create other nuclei. It's a great program um, that teaches kids a lot about physics. Um, and in the process, you, you sort of learn a little bit about programming and other stuff. Totally free. Week at Michigan State University. Um, uh, great programs like that will, will you know, push you into the STEM fields. Um, and so I, I, there's a couple other stuff. Uh, I did a program at, like, Brown University on Nikola Tesla. I'm kind of – I have a thing. He's, a, <laughs> he's one of my favorite um, scientists. Um, but there's, you know, plenty of, there's a, you know, a plethora of programs that you can look into that are, you know, free and highly educational and just great things to do. So I would look into those. And, and did you see the Tesla bumper stickers from, from Hamvention? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Maria just gave me one. There, it's a yellow bumper sticker. I think it's Icom from Icom. It says, yes. it has his face, uh, Nikola Tesla's face. And it says, um, Tesla was right, you know, about, I assume, alternating current. Um, but uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful stickers. <laughs> 812 net ham one eight one two net ham one or Skype Ham Talk Live if you have a, a question about the Young Ham of the Year Award or any of these uh, uh, things that Padrig's talking about or uh, SpaceX uh, uh, and his internship there. Well, give us a call. We've got just uh, time for uh, maybe one call. So if you want to get that in, now's the time to do that. 812 net ham one or Skype ham talk live. So tell us, uh, just, uh, quickly about, uh, your classes, how, how are classes going for you and, and how's ham radio helped you out in those? Certainly. Um, so this semester I took a couple of electrical engineering classes, one of them being introduction to circuits and the other being um, introduction to digital logic. Um, so introduction to circuits was sort of just, um, I don't want to be like mean or anything, but it was kind of a cakewalk. Um, and so definitely learning um, all, all of the material uh, that leads up to the extra class uh, significantly helped. Um, and if you know a little bit about math, you can understand Laplace transforms um, and uh, Laplace transforms are incredibly valuable when it comes into um, uh, circuit analysis and especially sinusoidal circuit uh, steady state analysis. So um, that was a fun class. Uh, Ham radio has certainly helped me with that one. Um, I really did not struggle with that at all. Digital logic, um, that's sort of more um, you know, computer architecture stuff. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of um, exposure to that from Ham radio. Obviously, I, I knew all the gates. I knew how um, they all work. I, I understood like sort of the basic of flip flops, um, a little bit of memory, um, stuff like that. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know, like, um, you know, uh, doing, 
uh, time analysis, CPI, like um, cycles per instruction, um, AOUs. I didn't really know anything about that. And, and in general, like the computer architecture um, of, a, of a processor, didn't know too much. But Ham, Hamraday still helped out with the sort of basics of that class, you know, um, inverters and NAND gates, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so next semester, I will be taking um, Signals, uh, ECE class. Uh, ECE is the program at Cornell. It's at Electrical and Computer Engineering. Um, and I'll be also taking an ECE design class, which pretty much you need to design a line uh, a line following robot that utilizes um, an FPGA, which is a field programmable gate array, which is definitely something I would advise youngsters to get into. It's an incredible technology, um, as well as a microcontroller architecture. So, um, and one of my one of my friends actually included sort of an, an RF chipset in that as well. Um, so that'll be a fun class. I'll get to just really you know do a lot of design work, be creative. I'll also be taking um, a, uh, a couple mechanical and aerospace engineering classes, one of them being um, Introduction to Spaceflight Mechanics, which will be really cool. It's basically celestial mechanics, uh, understanding orbits, home in transfers, and different things like that. Um, and then I'm also taking something that I'm really excited about called um, Feedback Control Methods. Um, and so that sort of dials into my, uh, my interest in um, attitude control and guidance um, so for spacecraft, basically that uh, it, it is an, an electrical engineering class. Uh, it sort of teaches you um, how to build controllers with, with feedback mechanisms. And so um, you can use like op amps to build PID controllers, which is uh, a proportional and integral derivative controller. Um, and so I would also advise kids to get into that kind of stuff because that's really cool. That, you know, that goes into robotics. That goes into pretty much everything um, in the future. So that's going to be a really, really fun class, um, and I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, and then, of course, there'll be cooler classes in the future beyond that, but that, that's what I have for now. So, Well, Patrick, thank you so much for sharing uh, everything and telling us, uh, getting us caught up on uh, what you've been up to and how ham radio ties into all that. And uh, thanks for taking some time out of your few days off here between school and work to uh, – to let everybody know about it. Certainly. Thanks for having me on, Mr. App. All right. Thank you. That's Patrick Lissandro, KC9UUS, the 2013 Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year, among other um, awards and recognitions. Uh, thanks so much for being here. And that's a wrap for this week's Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, Patrick, and all the callers and listeners out there in cyberspace. And I invite you all back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern when Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, will be here. He's the kit guy, and he'll be here to catch us up on what's going on in kit building. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit HamTalkLive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Don't